Hello and welcome to Off Piste, where we try desperately to stay on topic as we talk about pop culture's biggest questions. I'm Neil Whitehead. I'm Dan Luck. And I'm Dan Tull. And this week, what's the darkest background plot? That wasn't shown, but probably definitely happened. So in Community, there's a season where one of the characters secretly takes care of a baby throughout the season. And that got me thinking on kind of background plots that could be present in fiction. So I want to know what the darkest plot you can think of that almost certainly happened in the background of one of the universes was. Okay, um, so I would consider, if, if like your specialist subject is uh, is uh, Pokemon and yours is sort of everything... Um, <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Mine is uh, mine's James Bond. So I feel like, um, just using the films, that the darkest background plot that almost certainly happened is his uh, illegitimate child's Child's. horrific upbringing. I can only imagine that he has a small coterie of children. He fucks everything with a face. So, yeah, I mean, he's got... So we're looking at Connery's era. It's not limited to one girl per film. Oh, God, no. Isn't there a movie where he has sex with like everyone in a in a whole building? There's two. There's uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. He goes to a uh, clinic in the Alps, where it's all Blofeld's sort of wives. There's like ten. They're of like them. the angels of death, something like that. Something yeah, like he's that? hypnotizing them. Yeah, but they're all meant to be celibate. And I think one by one he goes around and he bangs all of them for information. So could yeah. he be having ten little Blofeld babies? Ten Blofeld babies. Plus, at one point in Octopus, he goes to an island full of women. And he bangs their leader, Octopussy, and she has Does she the have, Octopussy. Does she have eight vaginas? Is that canon? Just realise that that means that there's at least two women in James Bond with pussy in their name. Oh yeah, Octopussy and Pussy Galore. Yeah. yeah. Octopussy I, I, Galore is I, the two I, I knew that, but I've only just made the realisation that they both exist. Yeah, suddenly it decredits the series, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Really, those early mm. Bond movies are terrible. Um... <laughs> So I feel like of all of the Bonds to have sired the most children, it's definitely Roger Moore, isn't it? He's the one who is a way pushy with it, and just—is he the one where all was like, "Get me something to wear," and he just gives her shoes? No, that's Connery, because that's got a little bit of class to it. <laughs> Does it compared really? to compared to Roger Moore, who in one of them he has like a remote control car that he looks up a skirt with or something like that? Does he? He does a lot of sleazy stuff, yeah. Uh, and he has that... He does that... I'm Roger Moore. Uh, like he, he just like he was that. in the room. It's just horrible. And so, like... I, so, I've got in my mind... James Bond Jr. is born between Sean Connery's Bond and Pussy Galore. He's that, he's that child. So it's a former villain. Gone Bond. Gone good. Gone bad again, I assume, once Bond leaves. Because she's made a serious commitment to... Uh, Abandoning her billions of dollars that she'd have got in Fort Knox, because that's what happens in Goldfinger, by the way. In Goldfinger, they try and steal gold from Fort Knox. No, they don't. They try and blow it up. Spoilers. They try to irradiate the gold so as to make so his own supplies more. Spoilers for a movie that came out what forty years ago? A hundred. Let's say a (laughs) hundred. Go for a solid century. (laughs) Like it was. It was. It was there in the in the nineteen fifteen. Older than time. Yeah, probably. We don't know when time really began. Honestly, I wasn't there. So we've got a kid. And we're calling him... I mean, she's probably going to have ill feeling towards him. Because... The, her child, I'm saying. So is it going to be Jimmy Galore? I think it, yeah, it's Jimmy. probably called like Jimmy Galore or... It's got to work with the surname Galore, though. If it's going to have that surname. 
Yeah, it does, doesn't it? it really so does. Pussy Galore is because she's a woman, and in those days it was fine to be Richard like, Galore. Done. Dick Galore. Yeah, Love it. done. Love it. Richard Galore, fine. Um, so he is born of a woman scorned by Bond who hates him and therefore has gone back to her criminaling ways. Um, there's no Goldfinger anymore, so that, that system's gone. But we do have a Spectre around. We do. So mm. I'm thinking that James Bond Jr. is maybe always just one His step... His name is Richard. <laughs> His name is Richard Galore. <laughs> <laughs> the name's Galore. Richard Galore. Dana, dana, Dick to my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's one step behind Bond, and I feel like he's constantly coming across. You don't want Dick Galore behind. You. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's constantly happening upon. I've avoided saying coming across. <laughs> oh no, he's constantly happening upon the carnage of Bond. So he's meeting up with all his half brothers. And sisters along the way who are just... I feel like James Bond is so potent that he's only producing boys. <laughs> <laughs> because if he has a girl, they've, he's probably gonna, they're probably going to age. He's going to meet them when they're older because Bond just regenerates. And Bond can't not fuck people. He's probably going <laughs> to bang his, sister, his daughter. Um, so, yeah, so you've got this sort of team of Bond spawn. And led by Richard Galore. <laughs> led, led by... The, Every time. How are we going to get through this, guys? <laughs> so, Dick Galore is leading the charge. Sorry, if we're going to say his name, it's going to be Galore. Galore. Dick Galore. So, what, who else have we got? So, we've got his child with um, Kissy Suzuki when he was in You Only Live Twice. What's that child called? She's Japanese, isn't she? Yeah. So, please don't do a Japanese accent. But I'm not. <laughs> it's, it's definitely going to be like... So, it's got to be Suzuki at the surname. All so, I've got is Moto Suzuki. Moto Suzuki. <laughs> Iva Suzuki. Iva Suzuki. Iva Suzuki. It's a bit Russian. But I like it. I know. It works. It's um, the only thing I can think of. Octopussy. <laughs> well, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> so is Octopussy the surname or is it just Pussy? It's she Otto the first She doesn't thing. get a second name. <laughs> no, she's just called Octopussy. He's Ian Octopussy. Or just Quad Penis. Yeah. Octococ. <laughs> Octodick. <laughs> um, who else is there? There's Christmas Jones. Uh, Thanksgiving Dan e- Easter Jones mm. uh, Easter co- only comes when oh wait uh. e- e- Easter comes whenever the fuck he likes <laughs> <laughs> this isn't okay that's quite funny <laughs> no Easter comes three days later Oh. <laughs> no, no, Easter rises. Oh. That's what I was trying. That was what I was um, so, who else have we got? We've got Zenya on the top. Although, did he bang her? Uh, no, he she got... tried to bang him and try to A little bit of semen might have got in, though. A little bit. She seems like the kind of girl that would steal his semen. Oh, yeah. She's... Okay, we're saying that he's got. He's... There's she... an on the top out there. Possibly. Um, it could be literally any name and it still works. Because it's the surname that's funny. Brent. Brent on a top. <laughs> Who, like, ironically is always on bottom. That would be his thing. Top. Um, so, what are the, the mini bonds doing? Well, they're trying desperately to reunite with their father, but all they're doing is growing in numbers. <laughs> so, eventually, it's just a cruise ship. Entirely populated by Hello, bonds. Captain, you look familiar. <laughs> I'm thinking that eventually it leads up to the point where. You know, in Die Another Day, it ends with uh, Pierce Brosnan Bond on a plane 
with Halle Berry, who's called Jinx. Jinx, yeah. Jinx, yeah. yeah. They're on a plane, and that plane eventually crashes. I feel like they're all planning to surprise him on it. Oh, and the no. plane goes down, and it explodes, and that's that's the end of their story. So they follow Bond from beginning to end. They're always just sort of, like, just out of the main action. Maybe so, maybe they get, like, eventually... So they arrive, they... they arrive in Moscow, and they just see this hole through a building, and they're like, it looks like a tank drove through here. And then there's like, there's, like, a Russian on the ground with, like, no leg, just going, yeah, 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 he came straight out that wall. My leg hurts. <laughs> Quite sore. Sorry, what's your name? It's Richard. Richard Galore. And they're like, we've heard you're a legend. Everyone knows the name Richard Galore. <laughs> they ask for more. Oh, and then Easter Jones more. is like, I'm not going to be subtle. I've just come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that peaked so much. <laughs> this is just a series of awful dick jokes. And you've described James Bond. Yeah, pretty much. Um, um, right. So, so, yeah, so the, all of Bond's children... Die before they're even able to meet him. Maybe even one of them is just like seconds away, and Bond just thinks it's a henchman. Oh, and no. just also Bond is responsible for the death of each and every one of his progeny. He must be, yeah, yeah. And that's either directly or otherwise. And that's now, the that's the tragedy of being one of Bond's kids. You are fated to, to be murdered by, by your Bond. dad before you ever meet him. Now, if we move into just briefly into Daniel Craig's era of Bond, right? Daniel Craig encounters his child, drowns him in a sink because. He doesn't need context. He'll just drown a guy in a sink. He straight up will. If you walk into his hotel room at the wrong time... He'll drown you in a drown sink. Drown in a sink. I think that that opening scene from Casino Royale, where he drowns a man in a sink, that's his son who's come in and tried to surprise him, and he drowns Dad, him in I'm... a sink. <laughs> his passing hat must have fallen off like before the, the camera started. I think, his, I think his eye socket detached. Like, <laughs> he's, he's fully broken at that point. All right. Well, that was a fun romp in the world of Bond. <laughs> and Richard Galore. We need Richard Galore fan art, I think. Oh, God, if one of you could paint Richard Galore. I would get that on a T-shirt and I would send it to you. <laughs> I would get it printed and framed. Probably get it on a sleeve tattoo. Okay, no, I'm not Maybe promising. Maybe not that far. <laughs> um, so, what I think was the darkest uh, plot line that happened in the background, but wasn't shown, but definitely happened... You know the Death Star? I'm aware of it, yes, I hate it. <laughs> Need I ask you? Um, yeah, so on the Death Star, quite a lot of people on there, presumably. It's a very, very big space station. 300,000, 300, I think. 300,000. Surely, not all of them will be men and women. There must be some children. Presumably, some families must be being raised on uh, the Death Star. Yeah, I don't right? know. Like, for example, on army bases, they have apartments for like the wives and kids yeah, and stuff. Precisely. Yeah, precisely. Assume so, it to be like that. If it's in space, like... Where they actually come from could be a long way away. Look, well, it will be a long way away. It's far, far away. Yes, far, far away. Hopefully, not a long time ago, though. Yeah, that'd be just upsetting. Skeletons. <laughs> um, Sorry, quickly. You know, the stormtroopers killed Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen. Yeah. Why did they burn the corpses on the front porch? I think that's how they killed them. <laughs> Doesn't make any fucking sense. Just burnt them right there. Why? Just burning. Carry so on. anyway, <laughs> they were cold. so all these people on Tatooine, all these people that presumably live on this death side, there must be a bunch of families and things. But also, presumably, there must be some children that were had on the Death Star. Their parents may have been killed in the line of duty. Yeah, it happens. things like that. Stormtroopers it, die all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so my way of thinking is that there almost certainly must have been at least one orphanage on the Death Star. Uh, oh, 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 oh! I can see where this is going. Yeah. Then Luke and his merry band of uh, rebels come in, 
blow up the Death Star. No way else he blew up. A lot of orphans. A lot of orphans. I would go as far as to say that there's probably more than one orphanage. That's why it's a yeah, lot of stormtroopers die. Do we know the gender of the stormtroopers? Are there lady stormtroopers? There is in the new one. Because at the time of recording this, we have all seen the new Star Wars. Yeah, 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 I, know, yeah. I think we've waited long enough. We are going. That we're going to talk about uh, Star Wars Seven for a bit. If you haven't seen it, ugh, get on. It's it, it, it's it's an old film now, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Whenever this airs, who knows? <laughs> right. I mean, we do, but apart yeah. from that, eh, we'll see. Carry on. Well, on Star Killer Base. The big one, uh, Phasma, Captain Phasma. She's she's a girly stormtrooper. Yeah, there you go. So who if... gets completely buoyed? <laughs> like she's like, I'm a badass. I'm in my metal armor, and then Chewie just knocks her out. She they, never does anything badass. Put, no, she doesn't do anything. They put her in a cube. Yeah, they cube but, her right up. So if there's lady stormtroopers and man stormtroopers in between tours of duty while they just hang out on base, it's gonna be some baby stormtroopers. They're going to fuck. Absolutely. Guaranteed. And it can be a bit like sort of keys in a bowl situation because you all look the same. You don't really know what... All of equally as bad at you, accuracy wait, as each wait, other. You <laughs> cannot fuck in Stormtrooper armor. They have a special crotch plate. Yeah, that can be taken out. It's modular. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I'm yeah. back in. <laughs> Straight back in. Wait, if, if the Stormtroopers... I've seen porn parodies, sir. It's possible. <laughs> if the Stormtroopers are so uh, bad at accuracy, though, like it's a miracle that there are children at all. Off think East about it. podcast, sponsored by Star Whores, episode seven. I hate it. Bad. The Not Force by that awakens. I refuse to be affiliated. Well, sorry, you were saying They're something paying about paying us a lot of money. It there. doesn't matter. It was a shit joke. Let's move on. He was going to say the Stormtroopers' aim is bad, so, bad, so they just they, they can't make the... They can't deliver. It was a shit joke. I said, "Let's move on." Proton torpedo. Oh, there's a lot of good sex jokes you can make in Star Wars. A lot because deploy the proton torpedo. My sarlacc pit is ready. If your vagina looks like a sarlacc, sir, go. Yeah, leave. Go to some kind of space doctor. Not even a space doctor. Just a normal doctor who can be like, "I'm going to cut the beak off for a start." The fact that you've got a beak but you know who emanating can't... from betwixt your legs and it consumes people, including renowned bounty hunter Boba Shit Fett. Sorry. But what? It ate Boba Fett. Uh, you said Boba Shit though. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, That's I just. Dan's uh... opinion about Boba Fett out of the way. It's so, so fucking t- bad. Tell, tell us the rest of your story about dead kids. Yeah, these dead kids aren't going to enjoy these wild, wacky jokes, are they? They're not very. They're not in a great place right now, are they? Right. They're floating through space with in various pieces. quite a lot of Death Star in them. Do you mm. think... Okay, I'm, I'm going to expand the story a bit, right? How long do you think atmosphere would survive on the Death Star? Presumably they've got, like, bulkheads that would keep the air in, in mm-hmm. case of a breach. Yeah. Mm. So do you think the uh, the um, orphanage could be trapped in a hunk of Death Star and it floats across space for a couple of days until landing on Jakku? No. Right. Why not? I don't see that happening. Why not? Well, the... I don't think that the orphanage would have such a sustainable atmosphere for the days needed to... Uh, it's land. well known that orphans can They'd burn up on entry, even if they did. I don't know, none of the other stuff that got dropped in Jakku burnt up on entry. Well, the they Star they, they seemed a little up. bit more sturdy than an orphanage. Also, well, I imagine you, you don't that the orphanage strong. in the Death Star would be like... It wouldn't be like a set, like a house or anything. Exactly, it'd be a bit of the massively armoured Death Star. Yeah, for, and presumably yeah, it, would, there, right? it would be dark. So when it explodes... Because it's in space, you can't see it flying around. In space, no one can hear the orphans scream. Mm. And then they end up on Jakku, but now they're trapped in wage slavery on Jakku. Mm. That's not good. No. 
Rather, they did One die, I suppose. Portion. Yeah. Upside, they've got lots of, lots of luscious bits of Death Star, and I imagine Kylo Ren would pay big bucks for a bit of Death Star. That's yeah, he would, especially a bit that's got like a bit of Tarkin on it. Like, Li- little like, bit of moth. Little bit. Oh, <laughs> it's a bit moffy. Oh no! Uh, oh dear! He's the only person that wants a moffy bit of uh, Death Star. Uh, let's talk about Kylo Ren. Let's not. Um, <laughs> so, what these orphans though? What are they going to be? Are they training to be stormtroopers, or are they just there? Because I'm, well, I'm happy cutting the cut, nipping this in the bud. To be honest, I think that's awful. Yeah, I th- you know I think surely they save are. the orphans. Mm, you could, but then they'd have to go on the. Death I mean, the Empire again. surely they they can't be complete monsters. I mean, they've got to raise some sort of children. They've got to raise the future. I've watched, I've watched Star Wars Rebels. They indoctrinate children at a very young age to be stormtroopers. On the other hand, in Star Wars Seven, we can see that they're clearly not indoctrinated that well. Yeah. Uh, side note: So Finn, the stormtrooper from FN two one eight. Whatever, something, something or other. Numbers. Um, now, this is something that really annoys me because The Force Awakens and Disney's acquisition of Star Wars was meant to be none of. Like, they got rid of the expanded universe, and I cried out, good, right? I don't care what the YouTube commenters are saying, going, oh, but Darth Cadius is Luke's grandson, or what? Bollocks, fuck off. If, if it's not in the films, then it doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. Apart so, from Poe Dameron. So, what have they gone and done? <laughs> They've done some prequel books that explain why he's really good. So Finn in the in the show in the film um, goes into a lightsaber fight with Kylo Ren, and also he's got like a gun and stuff, and he's he's really good at shooting people. Not that good. And it's, he's it's, fine. it's established in these books, right, that he is meant to be the best stormtrooper that was ever. He seen. works in sanitation, right? But in this <laughs> book, um, Captain Phasma, who does nothing, is like. I'd recommend him for officer training. He's the best thing. If anything, he's so good. The only thing that's letting him down is his empathy. He's too. He, he cares too much about his people. He right? works in sanitation. He he works in sanitation, and also, uh, like his first ever mission, he did fuck all. Yeah, yeah. he didn't kill anybody. He, no, and that guy that dies, you know, he gets the blood smeared, and that's yeah. meant to be the friend he always goes back for. So that's why he turns. But yet again, Star Wars, it's you're making me read around it. So as far as I can tell from that film. He's a bit shit. Anyone that after you leave the movie theatre goes, oh no, but if you'd read the book, no, fuck off. fuck off, fuck off. I don't care about the books. Well, no, I even about books that I do care about, the film should stand on its own. Yeah. If the film can't stand up, it's not a very good film. And I don't, I don't need to, like, if, if the film doesn't portray Finn as being an unmitigating badass. Which it doesn't. It doesn't. It shows him as being comically cowardly, which is fine. I think it works for him. It, yeah. it's a really, he's a really good character in it. But don't then have a prequel book going, yeah, he was the best Stormtrooper that ever Does this prequel to- book, sorry to interrupt, does this prequel book state that he is from a Death Star orphanage? It might do. I mean, I've not read it. It's, I hope it, so. It's, I can only assume. It is canon, though. Because uh, it would make sense for him to be the only survivor. Right. I want he to- clawed his way out of the Death Star clawed orphanage. clawed his way out of the Death Star wreckage that somehow some of it has crashed onto a planet. And Actually, if we amend that slightly, it came in through the window of a Star Destroyer, like a kid throwing a brick at a car. And then he just crawls out, just like, huh? and they're like, ah, oh, can he's we a, keep him? He's yeah. already got tiny armour. He would have had, he would have had <laughs> tiny armour. in tiny armour. Um, I want to go somewhere. So, we, we were talking about dead kids. I want to take it a little bit darker, if we can. Um, I don't want to get too blue, 
but I do want to talk about how Professor X is almost certainly grooming children. <laughs> We're so back the, on Professor X again. There is a from, theme well, in these dark ago. subplots that we've gone to that they all involve kids. Yeah, well, mine involves kids and adults, right? I'm basing my theory... Is that better? No. I'm basing <laughs> my theory on two bits of evidence, and I know I've done too much research on this, but hear me out. Right. So, number one is that there is a story called the Onslaught Saga where Jean Grey isn't dead for a bit and she's doing her own thing and then this giant villain called Onslaught turns up and he's (laughs) like, oh, do you want to see inside Professor X's mind? Just like that. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how he sounds. I'm rolling with it. Um, And then Jean Grey's like, yeah, all right then. And uh, I hope the dialogue was this enthralling. Oh, yeah. And then uh, it turns out that (laughs) Professor X... Was deeply has been deeply in love with Jean Grey since she p- first moved in, which is she was a kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she was a child. She was like a sixteen-year-old girl. I don't think that Professor X has ever been a day under sixty. So, <laughs> so that's pretty fucked up. Rules for banging in America as well. Yeah, are eighteen. Yeah, or twenty-one in some states. I think yeah. maybe this is New York. Yeah, it's, yeah, state? upstate New York. Yeah. Mm. So, nah. Also, piece of evidence number two, um, he goes to uh, he he hears about this young mutant called Kitty Pride, of She's, course, um, and he goes to her parents and he's like, right, um, I think that your daughter would do really really well at our school. I think she'd really benefit from the special education we can provide to the gifted youngsters. And they go, mm, nah, nah, I'd, I'd sooner not. And then he brainwashes them into giving him their daughter. <laughs> like that's the thing he does. That is a strong recruitment policy. <laughs> so if we it's take... not even recruitment, really, it's kidnapping. It's stra- well, yeah. to be fair, she wants to go. Oh well, but she's thirteen. I think very morally great. Yeah, oh, very minor. She can't enter into a legally binding contract. She lacks capacity. <laughs> but like, if you take those two things in conjunction, right? So sometimes he's in love with teenagers, and also he took this girl against her parents' will. I think we can see where I'm going with this. Yeah, almost also, don't want to see where you're going. With it's this. a bit like the discussion we had a while back about Kilgrave, in that he has immeasurable power that eventually you'd just start using once you broke your own taboos on it. So Professor X can read people's mind, and he can remove all consequence of him doing that. Oh god, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's Kilgrave Mark Two, isn't he? He can do. He's in some ways much worse than Kilgrave. Yeah. yeah. So. If he wanted to, he could do exactly what Kilgrave does, and then a bit more. He could do whatever he liked. Um, so, eventually, well, it, surely, he's just going to reach a point where when the consequences mean nothing, and you can change them, and you can build your own world. Well, that sort of does happen in one of the storylines. Um, so, you know the Danger Room? The Danger Room is the training space that the X-Men use. It uses hard light holograms to pit them to their strongest opponents. So, so it's can... used as a really good way to show like an opening scene of an X-Men film when they're fighting a really cool scene and then just pull the rug out and be like, it was a hologram room that we've not seen before. But let me finish, let me finish. Right. Um, and Professor X finds out that the danger room is actually sentient. Huh. Right. And what does he do? Does he fuck it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wouldn't be surprised. What he does is just lobotomizes it. He's like, oh, sentient? No, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not. And just some sort of sweeps it under the rug. <laughs> So he finds this newly sentient consciousness, <laughs> and, 
it just removes its sentience and then is really surprised when it eventually comes back and tries to kill him. Like, <laughs> what did I do wrong? But that's exactly what he did with Jean Grey when he found that there was a dormant phoenix just, inside. Just no, like, I don't think so. Oh, to force it, it's like forcing a sleeping bag back into the bag. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know how you're always taught that you need to talk about your <laughs> issues and you need to not repress them and, you know, it's better out than in. <laughs> He's the opposite of that. He's like, oh, something bad happened. No, it fucking didn't. So Elsa, Professor, Elsa like from repressor. Frozen yeah. turns up at Xavier's school for gifted, and he, and she's like, right, I've just sort of got over all these sort of containment issues. My parents, they were saying, you know, conceal, don't feel. No, you didn't. I like guys' powers. Cool. Good. There's a nice guy here. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should fuck. <laughs> they do, and they freeze, and they're stuck together and dead. Uh, I don't think that? that's how Iceman works. Uh, or Elsa. Oh, she's not a nice woman, though. She can make ice. Well, yes, he can turn into a normal dude. Yeah, <laughs> he can. Have you seen early uh, proto-form Iceman? In, uh, he looks like a snowball. He's just it's a so good. snowman. Like, in the 50s, he looks like a walking snowman. It's so There's, good. In the first issue, they're in the danger room, which in those days was just like a jungle gym. And um, <laughs> he... Uh, but then with like spiked rollers coming out the walls. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. And uh, he tries to distract Beast, who... At the time, just had big feet. Yeah, just, just a big <laughs> well, feet. Well, just a dude with big feet. Just yeah. like a sort of fat guy with really big feet. And That's uh, a mean corner and a beast, actually, isn't it? It's referenced in X-Men First Class, where Beast is just a dude yeah. with big feet. Oh, it, yeah, he is for a bit, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. That's a legit origin. A legit origin. That was Origins with Dan. <laughs> so, um... Uh, yeah, at one point in it, he just puts a carrot in his nose and two like pebbles, and he's like, ah, I'm a snowman, and then Beast throws a bowling ball at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so <laughs> Um But I just think that, right, Pro- Professor X has no teaching qualifications. He has a, a PhD in genetics. Mm. He should not be allowed to have a bunch of kids living in his what's house. The, what's the test you need to get before you can be, be, be around here? CRB. CRB. Criminal Records Bureau. Do you reckon he is? No, of course not. Because he is a and criminal. Even if he had a CRB check, he hasn't passed it. He's just gone, <laughs> yes, no, I've committed no crimes. <laughs> I wasn't involved in the Cuban, Cuban Missile Crisis in any significant way. <laughs> I never sent any teenagers to be eaten by a sentient island. <laughs> <laughs> I am going back to the Krakoa thing, because oh, that's the best. Expert has women from really... space. I don't think so. I don't have any fetish for bird women in space. I don't know what you're talking about. Or indeed any earth birds, now that you mention it. And then there's there's just just an aviary at the X Manor, and there's just a bunch of perturbed birds in there. Just feathers ruffled. Jesus Christ. There was an X Men. Oh, now all I can think about is Professor X actually fucking an emu. (laughs) (laughs) There's several X. I think there's two X Men called Bird. Um, or it might be the same guy at different points in his lifeline but He's originally by no, no I well maybe what do I know your what name is know? Bird I don't, I don't want to be called well, Bird no. Professor your name is Bird he has a head he has the head of a turkey and a pair of really <laughs> shitty wings and that's his superpower like he can't fly Jesus. he just looks a bit like a turkey that's Jesus. not a superpower that, that, this is where Marvel Comics goes off sometimes it's like that's a superpower when actually it's just horrific genetic well, mutation no, that, that's a running theme in, in X-Men there's a whole group of mutants called the Morlocks which don't yeah. have useful powers and they live in a sewer that was actually a cool um, a cool run when they discovered them. Yeah, and then the, Storm so, got a mohawk for a bit. She is a Morlock, though, isn't she? She was the leader of the Morlocks after she fought the leader of the Morlocks in a knife fight after she lost, lost her powers. I was, gonna, I was literally about to say, why would she need a knife? But yeah, that makes sense. I, I think that was it. She also has a mohawk. 
Because yeah. it was the, the 90s and everyone should either have pouches or a mohawk. In fairness, Storm looks perfect with a mohawk. Um, the Morlocks are basically the Marvel Universe equivalent of the, the mutants in um, Futurama. Oh, right. So you know yeah, you've got all the mutants living under the city, the Morlocks are the same. But it's a really cool thing to play around with, the idea that there are mutants that just don't have useful powers. Like, well, it's, it's shown in X-Men The Last Stand, where Magneto's doing this grand speech, and there's just a fat guy who becomes a thin guy. Yeah. And that's all he does. <laughs> and then there's a guy in... Um, because in X-Men 2, they wanted to show off more mutants. That was yeah. the thing. So they only showed like five in the, in the first film. So they like had the, these, um, this opening shot where they're in the, uh, in the X-Men mansion. And there's a kid taking notes. And he's just doing it with his hand. And it, the ink's coming out. And you're like, visually, it's quite cool to watch. Mm. But then you're like, why is he at a school for gifted youngsters when that... that I'm pretty sure there's no way you go with that. Well, unless mm. it's limited telekinesis. And he can just move small amounts of stuff. In which case, moving small amounts of, I don't know, like calcium in your brain is pretty bad. But he's, but no, no, he's producing ink. Oh, is he? I thought it was just him moving his hand over the paper and words appearing. Yeah, but something's got to be there. Or if it's literally just ink-based, then the rise of, like, well, just any computer has got to render him completely On the obsolete. other hand, um, I don't, there's an English show called Misfits. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it. Great it's show. brilliant. There's an episode where, um, what's the milk guy called? I don't know what he's called, but he drinks a lot of milk and he can control milk he, and he, he uses he has, it to devastate He has effect. lactokinesis. And anyone that's eaten dairy products recently, he can knot their bowels up and stuff. He like he, At one point he wraps it around the um, brainstem of someone and makes him a lobotomite because he's immortal. Yeah. But if you can do that with ink, right? You've got a tattoo. You're a puppet now. There ah. is a Misfits episode that has that. A guy can control yeah. tattoos and he, like, he puts a chain on someone and just chokes them with it. Yeah. Huh. Um, but back to Professor X being a terrible person. Yeah, he's allowing Ink Man to be loosed upon the world. Well, also, he kills kids fairly regularly. I don't know if you guys have read... There's You probably haven't. There's a comic where, essentially, there's this kid, and he gets up, um, and he goes downstairs, and he can't find his parents. He's like, all right, I'll just get some breakfast, go to school. And he's like, oh, there's no one at school either. What's going on? And then Wolverine turns up, and he's like, you've killed everyone in your town. They're all they're all dead. Uh Sorry. What was his power? Uh, he just kills everyone within like 250 yards. Oh. They're just vaporised. Just done. Okay. Um, and well. then Wolverine takes him to a cave and kills him. Wait, what? Yeah. That escalated quickly. He's too dangerous. He's too dangerous. But it's implied, if I recall, that Professor X is just controlling Wolverine <laughs> <laughs> and using him to kill kids. And similarly... So he want, he's, he's using other mutants to kill kids... And he's also seemingly attracted to You can't use a Wolverine to kill a kid either. That's a scary thing. You should... Well, no, because there was a flashback where... Because I don't know if you know much about Wolverine. Um, but uh, Wolverine tries to kill Professor X. And Professor X is like, no, I will have need of you. I need a weapon. And just brainwashes uh, Wolverine to come and find the X-Men years later. He does get brainwashed quite a he lot. He brainwashes everyone. Yeah. On that note, if you want to tweet us to let us know who you'd like to brainwash... Get us on at Off Piece Podcast. Uh, Facebook.com slash Off Podcast. Or you can email us at Off Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week. You're going to stop listening to this podcast now and you're going to like it and share it with everybody you know and everyone you hate. Goodbye. Said Professor X.